Bienvenidos a Radio Menea, y'all. My name is Vero Ayati Flores. And I'm Miriam Soyla Perez, and we are two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love, and this week we continue our Cuarentena series talking to really dope artists around how this time is really working out for them, and we are so hyped to welcome Senia Rubinos back on the show! Hi! Yay! Bienvenida, Senia! Thanks for having me. You were our oh first artist that we ever had on the show, like many years ago now, four what? years ago. What? Really? Yeah, you yeah. were our first artist. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I re-listened back to... Back Terry, back Terry Cat days. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I re-listened to the episode. We actually had you on as like a guest DJ, so you brought us a bunch of music that you were listening to. So this time we'll focus a little bit more on your music, but um, but I was re-listening to it, and Beto, I was a little bit embarrassed about our audio quality. <laughs> We've gotten better. <laughs> We've gotten better um, over the years, but... Um, but it was a really sweet conversation. So thank you for coming back. Yeah, excited to talk to you both. So we entered the episode talking about uh, the newest song Senia has out. It's with El Lado Negro and it's called I Fell In Love. Let's take another little bit of a listen to it. This song is so beautiful. Yeah, it's so I love sweet. it so much. <laughs> it's very much you and Roberto's energy. <laughs> Thank you. It's so tender. Love- what what inspired it? Um, Roberto and I uh, started meeting up. Again, well, first of all, we're friends and mm-hmm. we played a ton of shows together. And I think he's actually the show that I've seen the most, like mm-hmm. ever. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly since I've been living in New York, this he's I like I had a count at some point and it was like over ten, I think. <laughs> wow. Um I've just seen him so many times and um we played shows together and we hadn't seen each other in a bit and he was leaving for tour and invited me to come um to the studio that he was working at and uh just play around and see if you know, just make ideas and record things. Uh and then he sent a track 
uh, I think it was at the end of last year or beginning of this year. And we tried, oh no, it was in the fall at that mm. session. We just tracked something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this year it ended, it ended up um, not being that track. And he sent me something else, which was this, which was this um, I fell in love track. And um, he just sent me his vocals on the first verse. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, wrote my verse and we got together at, um, at his home studio and kind of arranged it um and I found a hook because originally it wasn't going to be that way it was going to be kind of like more sketch and like mm-hmm. composed like goes from his verse to my verse and then there was like this like instrumental thing and then we were out and I was like yo that's dope like the the thing that you sing in your verse like the I fell in love thing and and I was like but maybe it's corny like maybe it's, <laughs> you know what I mean we were both like I don't know um but then he was like you know I've done plenty of weird stuff like maybe we could do <laughs> something else you know <laughs> and I was I was of the mind that recently I wanted to eliminate you know using the adjective cheesy because I'm like that doesn't really mean anything like yeah, yeah. whatever you know if, if you're trying to describe something like maybe use a word that's more specific in, mm-hmm. in music mm-hmm. you know especially so I'm like that doesn't mean anything so I was like, let's try it. And I did yeah, feel like yeah. while we were doing it, I was like, oh my God, this is kind of like, <laughs> you know, kind of yeah. tender. And for me, it's, yeah. it's really a stretch in my style, like in my flow, it's really a stretch to be that tender and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Roberto, it was just um, really beautiful to get to, you know, anytime that I've gotten to sing his, his music, um, I've just learned so much. Like his mm. phrasing is incredible. Like you think, like you listen to his songs and you think you know what the rhythm is, <laughs> and what's going on. But you, once you actually try to sing it and and learn it, you're like, oh wait, this is a completely different thing. It's like his the way he feels time and just like, yeah. and he sings like super. He's like, you know, he's like yes, super, yes, um, whispery. Tiene como un flow así como. Yeah. And that was so hard for me. Mm-hmm. I was like trying to sing really quiet. Right, because you're trying to sing like really so big. <laughs> <laughs> it was so different. So it was like a really awesome challenge for me. Yeah. And um, yeah, just like love, friendship. He um he was really there for me in, in some tough times and was such a great friend and went kind of above and beyond. You know, some people when you're having a hard time, they're like, Oh, let me know if you need anything, mm-hmm. you know, re- yeah. you know, like give me a call like anytime, but really, and not that that's great too, but really sure. a lot of times what you need in that time or what's really helpful is people who don't wait for you who to just call. do it. Yeah. yeah. They just, they're like, Hey, what's up? Yeah. And he, <laughs> he was like really insistent. He was like, let's go get a tea. Like, let, and I was like, oh, oh. like, he's like, come on, like, let's meet. So yeah. I think that, yeah, our, our, um, our just our personal relationship also just inspired, I think, made it made it really easy to be tender. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can totally feel it in the song. It's such a like a uh, it's such a nice healing energy for right now. I feel mm. like when the song came out, obviously it sounds like you all like recorded and made it like way before any of this was a thought in anybody's yeah. mind, but like it just feels really nice right now, <laughs> you know, like really like soothing and healing and beautiful. Yeah. So glad. No, I love it. And I like definitely identify as like tender and like more, <laughs> like the more cheesy one. I think of, of Vero and I, and like, I think it's really, 
I don't know. There's something really um, powerful about not like being afraid to be that way. You know, like it's vulnerable. Like there's a reason why people are afraid to express emotion like that or to be romantic or over the top. And I think it's like reclaiming that can be really powerful. Yeah, I agree. So, Sonia, how's how's quarantena mm-hmm. <laughs> for you? How are you holding up? How are you doing? Um, I'm good, honestly. Yeah, I've had my moments of like, what's going on? But <laughs> to be honest, um, I was kind of have I was having a reset mm-hmm. kind of year where I was really um, feeling the new year in January as like, okay, this is a, a real reset. Yeah. And I was, my goal in these months, upcoming months was to not think too much ahead into the future and try mm. to be in the present well. and just not think about, okay, what's going to happen? What am I, where am I going? What did I, and, you know, kind of having that worry or just mm-hmm. living a lot in that anxiety about like, what's going to happen. And instead, um, yeah, just try to be in the present. So when this happened, I was like, okay, this is a perfect Mm-hmm. kind of I mean obviously it's devastating and of course terrible people are losing their lives it's super scary you know so all of that is awful on the other hand like trying to make the po- see the positive side of it is um for me that it was really convenient because it it forced me to be in the present because we don't know what's going to happen you know mm-hmm. we don't and um and, you know, even the possibility of getting sick or a family member getting sick, like you don't know what's going to happen. And you just have to take one day at a time and just think about the day that you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also it's like time stopped, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the clock just stopped. Like a, well, how long has it been? A month and a half, two months ago. Yeah, It just stopped right there. And I always thought that if I had a superpower, it would be to freeze time. Mm. So I'm like, yo, we're doing this. up until like you know March I was really feeling like oh my gosh where the where is this year going it's so fat you know the time is like slipping away from me Mm -hmm. so when this all happened I was like oh okay I have time to just hold on for a second and figure this out but at that point I didn't imagine that we would be in the like be in a lockdown of course you know I had no idea so um yeah I've been just trying to focus on today. Uh, my mom got sick. She had the virus at the very mm-hmm. beginning of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like the first week, like a couple of days right before the lockdown, actually. Wow, um, yeah. She's up in Connecticut. That's so in, scary. Uh, in Hartford. Yeah. And I couldn't see her, you know? And yeah. um, she has like a pre existing condition, which made it so much more scary mm-hmm. and she ended up going to the hospital luckily she was not on a ventilator um she was able to leave in two days and recover at home yeah yeah and now she's fine she i mean she's like it was such a traumatic experience yeah, yeah. yeah. you know because we didn't at a certain point we just didn't know what was going to happen and not in her being alone like she lives alone and yeah. it was just really hard but luckily we have you know a community of friends um that really came through and and helped us all out and grateful that she's doing okay oh that's so scary but it's so good I'm so glad that she's right now and ooh, Mm. super scary Sonia are you still in Brooklyn yeah I'm in Brooklyn yeah are you are you quarantining alone or do you live with folks or I live with a partner okay 
Yeah. So it's, I mean, that's been there. I'm not gonna lie. There's been a couple of times where I've been like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, you know, like, I'm just like, I'm going to go running or something, you know, yeah. I can't, I'm like, yeah. I gotta just get out, you know, I get have my cranky mm-hmm. moments and I'm just like, yo, but on the other hand, it's been really nice, you know, just stopping, slowing down for a minute and just like enjoying each other's company, uh-huh. doing things that you don't always have time to do because you're in a rush, like listening to records, sitting down and just chill, like just chilling. Uh-huh. So that's been nice too. Yeah. So has it been just, were you supposed to be touring or you supposed to have gigs? Like what's changed for you? I... I'm very fortunate that I was actually um, going in to make my record. Okay. So I had resources at that moment Mm -hmm. when this all started to get, you know, to live and to make this record. And I was supposed to be locked up in a studio. Yeah. So, you know, and I I also am very fortunate that I have a studio um, in my uh, living place. Wow. So I can actually play and record and make music here um anytime I want so that's amazing that's you know I'm very I'm very fortunate to be you know in the situation I wasn't gonna I had um, a show lined up in New York Mm -hmm. which was canceled postponed um hopefully it'll happen Mm -hmm. but um yeah outside of a couple like kind of one-off things I I didn't have touring right so you said that you were sort of supposed to be writing right now and like working on the record. And I mean, has it been difficult for you to be creative during this time? Has it felt like challenging or has it felt like really actually on the other hand, like a real resource or something in between? Like what's it felt like to, to be doing this right now? Um, The beginning of this year, like I mentioned was a reset for me and I was, it was actually, um, a re a, an attempt at a reconciliation with um, making music. Mm. Um, so in many ways, you know, as I've delved deeper and deeper into making, you know, music again and working on this record, it's kind of been like reacquainting myself and trying just not to think about what it's going to be like, again, mm-hmm. trying to just be present in it and just not like take the pressure off of it and just be like, mm. I'm just playing around and not be precious about stuff, you know, and just write in the moment in the studio, which is something I've never done. Like I I don't, I rarely have ever written anything in front of anybody Mm. and just have my own time to do that. But I've been curious to, to, you know, have a different approach. So I've, I've been playing with that. And the more I've gotten into this, like into making it, like the more I'm like, getting like Stella's got her groove back kind of situation yes, yes. which you know I'm very grateful for and um yeah and the other day I had a moment where I was like oh like one of those moments where I'm like making something and it becomes something else that I wasn't expecting and I was just in the flow and I had this just like epiphany it just felt like this <sighs> oh. oh I remember why I sang like, oh, that's so I remember, now. you know, I remember why. Um, yeah, I was like, oh, this is what it is. Okay. No matter what, like, yeah. what happens outside of that moment is like, okay, that's why. Wow. And uh, so that was great. And honestly, it's been what's 
I think making this moment way more livable for me because I can go down there and just, you know, when you're really into it, I, I sometimes forget, you know, Mm -hmm. then I like come out and I'm like, Oh, and it's like really quiet on my street, which is never is. (laughs) I look out like, like, where is everybody? You know, like, Oh (laughs) yeah. So yeah. So it has been, it has been really um, saving me a lot. That's amazing. That's beautiful. Yeah. I'm so glad that like having the pressure of creating hasn't, hasn't been challenging, but that it's been giving you something like life giving, you know? Yeah. I will be also because nobody's like, nobody's out there being like, Hmm, I gotta go on tour. Like, you know, we don't know. (laughs) Everyone's on pause. I'm like, perfect. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I'm way it like provides spaciousness almost. Yeah. 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 I write um, like nonfiction journalistic stuff, but also like I, I'm working on fiction and I have not been able to get myself to sit down and work on it. But I know that if I can get in that groove, that it can be really like an outlet. It's actually in the book, which I started before the pandemic is about, it's a young adult book about um, a main character who's like big issues that she's afraid of the future. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and now wow. look where we are, you know, so I don't even know how I, I would incorporate any of this if I would, or it's just it's more fodder for that. But um but yeah, I've, I've had this pulse pull. So I'm really glad that it's been, um, it's been a positive outlet for you. Thank you. And I think, you know, everybody is um, different, obviously, and everybody yeah. um, has different circumstances that they're living through, has, you know, all kinds of things that they're dealing with. And, you know, and we all react differently. And I don't really think, I also agree with the approach that you ain't got to be writing your novel right now or like right, you right. Know, making making a trilogy of records or whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you don't, yeah. like there's really, yeah. I don't think that at all. So right. I think that's, yeah. I think it's really good for each person to just tune in, take care of themselves and do whatever they got to do. Yeah. To get through yeah. There's no wrong way to survive this. Yeah. So why don't we take a listen to, I love the Diosa versus Bukicha EP. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't we take a listen to Diosa really quick? This one uh, is, it's part of, so it's part of um, like a, it's kind of a strange, but double single that I call yeah. it, like an A side, B side thing. And um, 
so it's like a side, two sides of a coin, like this mm -hmm. warrior woman. Well, actually, they're both warrior women, this goddess and, and a warrior woman on the other side. Um, and so the goddess one, the Osai, is kind of, kind of like a chant or like a, kind of a mantra that mm -hmm. I, I was trying to start running, which is something I said I would never do. I used to say <laughs> that I would only run if somebody was chasing me. Beto <laughs> <laughs> had said the same thing. Beto had said the same thing. <laughs> but recent, I think it was, yeah, in the last couple of years, it's been something that I've been, you know, trying to make a, a habit. Uh-huh. And it's really helped me um, with my breathing also, which is like, that's mm. all it is, is just breathing. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, oh, I should probably learn how to breathe properly um, or just <laughs> have this other thing to connect with my body. Yeah, yeah. And um, so one of the times I was, I was um, running, I started like having this chant, you know, and I was like, oh, it would be dope if I would make a song to like to run to that. Like I was listening to a lot of like booty dropping jams, which yes. is wrong with that. But sometimes it gets a little hairy with some of the stuff they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, it's kind of whack. And I, um, it would be nice to have a, a song to run to that was more like go girl like let's do this yeah. blah, blah, blah. and to make um to write a track from a bpm which i've never done like you choose a tempo and then write to that mm -hmm. first time so i did that i like chose a tempo that i don't know might be kind of slow but that i <laughs> that i could jog to um and that's how i started it uh that's and I, dope. yeah my studio flooded um, to when I wrote this track and I had to, I didn't have a place barely to live, let alone, oh my God. um, write music. And someone was kind enough to, um, put me up somewhere like in this retreat space it was really beautiful. Wow. I wrote it's, and recorded it's, the it's so cool because it is like a mantra, you know, it is like, I feel like when it came out, I was like, yes, this is going to be my theme song. <laughs> like <laughs> This is what I need in my life. Cause it's, you know, I also like, 2019 was super rough for me you know I saw you a couple of times in 2019 and actually I was telling Perez about the time that I ran into you on the street and you were carrying flowers and you just like gave me one and it made me so happy I was like I live a charmed existence it's gonna be okay <laughs> it's like, I just ran into this amazing artist and she gave me a flower I'm okay you know so um but yeah so like it it, by like November, you know, things were like chilling out. I was like, you know, going to be better. And then I was like, yes, this song, this song is going to be my shit. <laughs> so I can totally, I can totally hear the mantra piece. Mm -hmm. it, it was a challenge to put that out and make that video because mm. um, I was actually kind of feeling the worst that I had felt in a really long time mm. so it was like doing the opposite of how I, it was like presenting uh like a power anthem in the time that I myself felt the opposite of that wow uh so that it was really it was probably the most challenging music thing that I've done so far um and I also like one a part of my motivation was like okay this is gonna turn me yeah around like this is gonna actually heal me you know and it partly did like it, it definitely helped I think once I was like moving in my body was uh -huh. like like that kind of just brought me into more of a like trance state and helped me like kind of just be here you know like be yeah. in my body 
um, which I feel really helps when you're, when I'm personally, when I'm feeling like uh, down in the dumps, it like helps me mm-hmm. to be in my body. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Beautiful. How much do you think like, like the music you're making right now, how much is it inspired by this moment that we're in? Like, are you, are you relating to this global moment or like, how's that connecting to what you're producing? I mean, I'm sure that it is in some way. I I can't say that, you know, I feel the literal connection of like, mm-hmm. I don't know, lyrics that are about <laughs> being locked in or like being in a quarantine oh, or not knowing. Lacuna, about yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I guess the, the biggest way that it's affecting me is that it's helping me to be more present mm-hmm. you know, and make music from a, from a space of, yeah, being present right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's one of the things about this time that like can both be really amazing and really hard is just like this, like being forced to live in the today, you know, because like actually like it's, we're just like completely unable to make plans, you know, like when is this going to be done? Like when yeah. is this, when are we going to be able to travel? When are we going to be able to gather? When are we going to be able to like, it's like you, we, they, we can, do some like wild conjecture we can speculate right but like mm-hmm. we don't know and I feel like in some ways like for you know people who like really rely on plans and like mm-hmm. you know that sort of stuff as like an anchor it feels really hard you know but also like a useful exercise mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's definitely easier said than done yeah <laughs> for sure so what why don't we listen to the other side of the coin we'll listen to bugisha So I was reading about uh, this uh, Bugeisha, which I didn't know uh, anything about them. And it's like these Japanese warrior women who basically when um, stuff was going down and, and like the army was fighting these really epic battles, they came in and kind of stepped in uh, and 
formed like part of this army, but they were kind of on their own. They were almost like this rebel force. I mean, they were fighting for the same cause as the, as, um, you know, the other, the male um, soldiers, but, and nobody wanted them. Everyone was mm-hmm. like, it was like nobody. And then like Bugatia is like with their stuff. Um, like nobody mm-hmm. asked them to do this, but they were like, yo, y'all are going to lose. And we need like everybody to be on deck. So I read wow. this story about this one Bugatia who um, w- went into battle with her sister and it's like she, her family, she came from like a family of these warrior women and she was captured by the enemy and, mm. or she was wounded by the enemy. And, um, while she was dying in this field outside, she told her sister to cut her head off, um, and bury it because uh-huh. she didn't want the enemy to, you know, to take it as a trophy because otherwise they would have done that. Uh-huh. So her sister cut her head off. and buried it beneath this tree and I think there's still like it's there's a memorial to her there's like a statue there or something um so I read that story and I was just like wow you know I was I was thinking about something like that happening now now and just like how absurd I like how I can't relate to that um to that situation at all and how like such a different time Mm -hmm. you know and then started thinking about this woman and how fierce she was and how just yeah. like how much honor she had, you know, for herself and for her family and just, and her sister, like to be able to do that. So, um, I found a picture of her that was, um, it was like a, re- a color rendering of this black and white, um, photo. And I was just, I just stared at it for a really long time and used that to write from, mm. um, and tried to like, I don't know, there's like some whisper. I was like trying to conjure this energy of, this woman standing at the top of a hill on her horse, like about to go in, you know, and she's just like, yes, feeling um, herself in a badass. And she's like, the tassels of her whip are, you know, blowing <laughs> in the wind. Uh, and I she's love the just like, you know, cause she, <laughs> in, the, in the photo, she's like, um, she's holding, I don't know if it's a whip, but it's something with tassels at the end of mm. it. Um, and, and her helmet, like her, I don't know if it's a helmet, but her, you know, whatever she's, yeah. like, she's like holding that and her thing. And I'm just like, yes. Uh, <laughs> so that's where that, that came from. Sometimes you need to channel the energy and just like fake it till you make it, man. Because <laughs> you're just like, this is maybe not where I'm at, but this is where I'm going to try to be. <laughs> True. And I just, I really admired that story and have been wanting to make something like that, something to embody this kind of fierceness. And I feel like I hadn't. And so yeah, it was, it was really fun. I love, I actually, that might be my favorite side of that coin. Um, yeah. I really, I really love it. That's so cool. Has, is that energy part of like what you're bringing into what you're working on now or are you, hmm. are you doing like other other moods I think I'm trying to be more tender mm-hmm. in 2020 Aww. I'm trying to be more vulnerable mm-hmm. I like that for you I don't know yeah <laughs> it's a new thing it's a new thing um I don't know if I'm totally hitting that mark every time but I'm yeah. trying mm-hmm. and um yeah so I think that's that's hopefully a mood I mean that's how I'm feeling so hopefully you know that's coming across in my music mm-hmm. we'll see once I you know get it all down and I'm like and I can you know sit back and see what what happened yeah 
No, I feel you. I feel you too. I like feel like I'm like deeply damaged on the wanting to be vulnerable piece. So I'm working on that too. So I'll, I'm, I'm going to be excited for it. <laughs> but don't I talk a lot about um, team feelings because I'm definitely on team feelings yeah. and I'm always saying that we recruit, you know, so. <laughs> oh, okay. Let me know. I'll wait for my invitation in the mail. Let's go. No. <laughs> it's a self. It's self. You can invite yourself whenever you want. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that sounds really sweet. I think it's good to like push our edges, you know, like whatever they might be to be like leaning into that. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Uh, so Senya, another thing that we've been asking people is um, whether you all have been like, whether you've been listening to any music that not your own necessarily, but like other music in this moment that has either brought you joy or has let you escape or like has made you more present or whatever it is that you're looking from from for for music in this moment uh so I'm pulling out my phone Mm because I don't remember whenever somebody asks me that question I immediately don't remember anything I'm listening to it's like (laughs) um I was checking out the new uh Buscabuya record Mm, yeah which is really beautiful and they're dope and I'm a fan and so excited that we get we got a full length yeah it's so beautiful we talked to Raquel um last week for this interview it's so it's such a beautiful record yeah I'm such a fangirl of them Mm -hmm. awesome um I listened to the new Arca which is Mm. is also really Mm -hmm. exciting what else am I listening to classics I'm listening to boleros like mm-hmm. um, La Lupe, mm-hmm. um, Hector Lavoe, like kind of romantic stuff, mm-hmm. just old school Fania stuff. Um, I listened to a little bit. I didn't listen to the whole thing. I listened to a little bit of the ba- the new Bad Bunny. Mm-hmm. Um, the mm-hmm. La you know? Yeah. Um, because I watched his Instagram uh live listening oh, yeah. party not all I unfortunately <laughs> I missed most of it but I caught a little bit and I was just like he's a riot like I could, he's a riot <laughs> I spoon. Just, like no puedo contigo <laughs> I love you like you're <laughs> the spoon microphone <laughs> yeah I was like you're so relatable uh, he is. you know but also like hella productive. That's I can't relate to that. I'm like how are you being so productive right now? That part I can't. True. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there's a couple of things. Yeah. What do you things. want to bring for folks? Maybe, oh, La Lupe, Puro Teatro. Yes, yes. let's Puro listen teatro. to La Lupe. Why don't we? necesario ya conozco ese teatro mintiendo que bien te queda el papel después de todo parece que esa es tu forma de ser yo Tuyo es puro te 
ensayada He estudiado simulacro Fue tu mejor actuación Destrozar mi corazón Y hoy que me lloras de veras Recuerdo tu simulacro So, the other day I have, a, I was talking to a friend who like is also really into music and then was like I realized like hadn't really like dug into La Lupe yet I was like I'm mad at you don't talk to me until you've dug into it <laughs> um, but because I she's just so incredible I love her so much I think underrated mm-hmm. oh my god widely yeah. I mean sometimes it feels hard because I feel like I love her so much and like so many people around me love her so much but I think you're right she's totally underrated yeah yeah We've talked about this in the show before, and I've talked to my my parents are also Cuban. I know you're Cuban on one side, and I've talked to like my mom about this. I'm like, why did La Lupe not get the attention that like Celia got? You know, we've had all these conversations about the stuff that she dealt with and the way that like you know the vices that she struggled with and how that played out with her career and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I also think sometimes I mean this happens a lot in jazz music, like in um, kind of. Uh, the vocalist world, like um, Billie Holiday, Sarah Vaughn, Betty Carter, and then somebody like Abby Lincoln coming out at the same time as somebody like as um, somebody like Billie Holiday and kind of getting um, eclipsed mm-hmm. a little bit. Because even then, I just feel like sometimes there's this um, what is the word I'm looking for? This perception that there's only room for one right. Right. at any given time. Mm-hmm. Too, kind of. And I think sometimes that happens. Sometimes it's just a matter of people relating or not and, you know, different personalities, different characters and how they're presented to and mm-hmm. so many different things. But, but yeah, in La Lupe's case, I think, I don't know what it is. I mean, if you think about it for a minute, Celia Cruz is una reina like mm-hmm. in absoluto i love her um, icon like i love her music mm-hmm. she if you if you think about it she's much more agreeable isn't yeah, she yeah she's like buena muy right. like sana everyone, you know mm-hmm. sexual yeah. see and everyone has these stories about how like she's she was the best to work with she's mm-hmm. so nice como siempre está riéndose it was a pleasure to her on the other hand, uh, La Lupe is much more, you know, she has some rough edges and she yeah. was out here, you know, Rough. doing all, all sorts of stuff, which also, like, no sé, porque Hector Lavoe también, yeah. you know, towards the end of his life, maybe at the beginning, I don't know, yeah. definitely got into some stuff. And right. that wasn't really a problem for him, so yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's a double standard. Yeah, I don't know if it was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's so many people who've dealt with like the kind of alcohol issues and stuff she dealt with, and like don't, yeah, have had had a lot more success. So I think you're right that like mm-hmm. probably race and gender play into it in the ways in which she was held. But yeah, incredible, incredible musician. Yeah, just such a beautiful voice and like. Like when I hear her sing, I'm just like, ah, oh, you're incredible. I love her so much. Mm-hmm. I love that she had she has that combo that I love, which is um like epic, dramatic, and then spooky. Like she's a little scary. Like yeah, and I think that, that is my favorite. Like, <laughs> you know, that is one of my favorite combos. Like 
if you can have that, like I'm your fan. Like, <laughs> we're done, you know? That's amazing. I I am totally scared of. I wouldn't be scared of La Lupe. <laughs> like at least respectful. Yeah, at least. <laughs> Minimal. This isn't a question that we've asked other people, but it just came to me. So I'm going to ask you. So if if and I know this is not actually how things are going to play out because things are going to like it's going to be a slow process and also maybe like open and start and close and whatever with the pandemic. But if like you know magic wand tomorrow everything was like normal, what do you think would be the first thing you'd do? Oh snap. Hmm. I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, do I want to say the first thing that the first little thing that comes to my mind? Like, do I want to be really honest? <laughs> As up to you. Know, like, well, I would, you know, you don't owe anybody anything. So whatever um, you want to share. You want to get your nails done? So record topping. Like, no. like, <laughs> uh, like, what am I supposed you know, like the, all the things that I'm supposed to say? I know. You show. No. Um, I might go get a drink with a friend, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I um I have been known to like a cocktail or two. So yeah. I miss, you know, I miss my mixed drinks. Yeah. Um, a regular ass activity, you know? Yeah. So that I think I would do that. I think I would just go to the neighborhood bar and meet up with a couple friends and just catch up. Yeah. yeah. Just oh. Like just something real norm core. Mm-hmm. I want that so much. Yeah. <laughs> Better, what do you, what would you do? What do you think you'd do? I would, I mean, depending, it depends on the weather, but so I feel like what I would want to do, like I've been having like these like pornographic fantasies about being on a crowded beach with my friends, yeah. just like eating fruit. That's mm-hmm. all I want. Is yeah. just like Reese on beach. a crowded beach. Yeah. Be at Reese. Like, have like pineapple juices dripping down my arm and like just <laughs> that's what I want be in the mm-hmm. sun with a bunch of people that I like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. how about you um I feel like I would want to like hug all of my friends you know just like sure. drive around DC and hug all of my friends and my family this is a fantasy so like they all live in different places but somehow I could hug everybody <laughs> um, and then I want to go dancing it's really sad because yeah. this um one of my favorite things about Austin um, is was now a place called BT2 that Vero also knows that about time two that was a um, a like queer bar club that um, was really welcoming and like centered around like people of color and there was like a Latin night on Sunday nights and that was like one of my favorite things to do when I'd come and visit Austin and they just announced that they're closing permanently because of the pandemic so That's I feel a lot of loss you know because yeah it was a really beautiful space mostly Latinx on those nights, really good music and just like, just a lot of joy. Um, and I really like, it's like in a strip mall, like it's a really not pretentious, like very accessible place, no cover, like, and you know, these are, there's gonna be so much loss because of this, because these businesses that don't have any way to survive and can't navigate all the bureaucracy of getting the money that exists for businesses and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that kind of thing, being in that kind of space, being, um, dancing with other queer people of color and just getting to be in proximity and not worry about it like wild you know so sorry mm-hmm. that got kind of sad but um but yeah <laughs> hopefully know. you know we always make spaces right so people something will have to be figured out right people will find yeah people will find space but um but yeah something that you took I took for granted you know I think one of the last things I did before things got really shut down was I went to an Aventura concert in DC and it was amazing like there's the reunion show, whatever they're amazing and you know in a stadium full of people and um 
that feels so foreign now. I'm like, what was I doing? But that was before we really knew what was happening, you know? So before that was like a question. So. Mm-hmm. I would love to hug my grandma too. Mm-hmm. My mom. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy to me that even if I went to visit them, I wouldn't be able to give them a hug. I'm just right, like, right. like with our, in our mask, like six feet away. I'm just like, that's absurd. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to think about it, you know? Right. It's too depressing. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually more sad. There was a couple weekends ago when it was so beautiful out. Um, and I went on a walk and I ran into a bunch of people. And I was like, I thought that it was like, oh, I'd be happy to like see my friends. But it was actually, it actually made me more sad. Mm-hmm. I was like less sad when I could just like, you know, because talking on the phone, it seems like a normal way to interact. But like, mm-hmm. if you just like see them, you're just like, uh, <laughs> it's so weird. I was like, oh, this actually made me sad. <laughs> but I got over it. I'm cool now. <laughs> we are resilient. That is one thing, right? People are adaptable. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Almost. Thank you so much for coming on the show and for talking with us and sharing. Thank y'all for having me. It was good to catch up. Yeah, no problem. I hope I get to like see you IRL soon. <laughs> me too. Someday. Me too. Someday. Um, but um, I hope that, you know, your people stay well, sending so much love and, mm-hmm. you know, for everybody else. Cuídense. Yeah. Gracias. Yeah. For both of you and your peeps. Thank you for listening, babies. As always, all the information from all of the music that we included in this episode is going to be in the show notes. And, um, you know, you can always follow us on social media. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're less on Facebook these days. We do have a biweekly newsletter that we're sending to you all with, you know, just stuff we're reading, stuff we're into. Um, stuff you probably won't find anywhere else on any of our other channels. So if you're into that and if you're into an email every couple of weeks, um, sign up for that. And y'all, we haven't been plugging it as much because of what's going on, but we do still have our membership program. And this episode, actually, if you remember, you got to hear um, an exclusive preview of one of the unreleased tracks from Senia's new album. So it's a pretty awesome thing to get to um to get to hear so if you have resources to spare maybe you're still working maybe you've got unemployment figured out um and you want to join our member um ship program go to the link in the show notes and you can do that it's a sliding scale situation starting at five dollars so we really appreciate the support and it's helping us keep this show going thanks y'all this is the third episode in our Cuarentena series where we've been talking to artists about how this time is impacting, you know, their life, their art, their process. And we spoke to the week before this one, we spoke to Lilo Pimienta. And before that, we spoke to Raquel Berrios of Buscabulla, speaking about their music that they have out right now. So those are really dope episodes. A bunch of really dope creative women mm-hmm. that we've been talking yeah, to. Yeah, it's been such a uh, gift. So it's such a gift. Tune into those conversations if you haven't yet. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Cuídense. Um, I hope you're hanging in there and doing the best you can during this difficult time. Sending y'all lots and lots of love. Yeah, lots of love to all of our essential workers and uh, people who are caring for folks and people who have lost folks. Our, our hearts are with you. Hasta la próxima. Bye. Spaceship shippers fly through our world unheard. Just a sail.